The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Uh, welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, the CEO of SiteTuners. And today we're very lucky to have a special guest with us, uh, my colleague and friend in the business, Jim Stern. Uh, good morning, Jim. Good morning. Uh, we're, we're very uh, glad to have you on board. Uh, Jim is, uh, is just a luminary in this field. He's the chairman of the Web Analytics Association as well as the founder of the eMetrics Marketing Optimization Summits, which uh, I'm going to be presenting at uh, pretty soon here in San Jose. And, and also one of our uh, top-rated speakers. <laughs> well, very kind of you. Uh, and, and Jim is also the author of uh, many books on online marketing and has been at this, uh, uh, this online marketing thing since uh, the Dead Sea was only sick, in fact. Uh, so today, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking to That's right. <laughs> and, and and he has a little more hair than I do, which I guess is by default. Anybody that's on this show can can make that claim. And you know, there's so few people I can say that about, but fortunately, you and Seth Godin are out there, so I feel good. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, web analytics, which I know is a topic uh, near and dear to your heart. And, and sometimes I get the sense that when people talk about Web analytics, it's kind of like that fable about the different blind men feeling different parts of the elephant. Tell us what your definition of web analytics is and why it's important. Well, I've got, I've got two and a half definitions. Um, the, the, the official formal definition is that it is measuring the success of your website. Um, now, we get a little tactical and a little, little technical to say, well, actually, it's measuring exactly what people do on your website. And these two are very different. Um, if I'm measuring what people do, then it's click-throughs and page views and subscriptions and submission buttons and conversion. <clears throat> but if I'm measuring success, then that also includes all of the search marketing that goes on, all of the advertising marketing that goes on, the attitudinal information. So asking people how they feel about the experience is important. Um, and then finally, uh, what's the bottom line? So... Web analytics isn't necessarily directly connected to accounting, but uh, measuring the success of your website is. So that's so what, why the, the eMetrics conference is called Marketing Optimization Summit. It's not just about classical web analytics. Okay, so classical web analytics is what happens on your site and measuring that. But what I hear you saying is that there are upstream factors that are really important, as in how the traffic got there and, and tying that to your traffic acquisition programs, and also downstream uh, things that might happen as a result of the activity on the website and possibly even tying that to offline as well. Exactly. I want to I know how well my marketing is doing. And I, and I personally believe that the website is the single best way to measure all of your marketing. And I want to measure 
how, how well I'm spending my money. Am I getting return on investment for my advertising? How good I am at keeping my customers happy, because that's a critical piece. And then finally, what are the, the business outcomes at the end of the day? Was all of this effort profitable or not? Okay, now you'd mentioned two kinds of um, information you can collect, and one I think we're all pretty familiar with, the quantitative stuff. Uh, We know how many people saw a page, what path they took through a site, whether they clicked on something or not, but how do you measure that attitudinal stuff, as you call it, Uh, you know, their their psychological perceptions or or experiences with the site? Well, there's there's two ways. One is you ask them, so the pop-up survey. Um, you can you can do the really quick, why are you here today, and were you successful, and if not, why not, and how do you feel about that? Or you can go into the detailed, how do you like the navigation, how do you feel about the, the registration process, and go into to enough detail where you can actually do benchmarking across websites within an industry and across industries. Um, that's part one. Part two is listening to what people are saying out there, and that's that's what where social media comes in. Okay, so in a way, this is all, all depends on uh, also branding, reputation management, uh, being part of the the conversation on on blogs and and communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, so that, it's all the same thing, you know. And in, in when my father was doing marketing, now I'm 53, he's in his 80s. When he was doing marketing, it was all about. Uh, you know, branding was television. Branding was radio. And if you put an ad in the newspaper and an ad on television and an ad on the radio, everybody in the country knew who you were. And it was it. Game over. Everybody could sing the song and knew the slogan and recognize the logo. And those days are so far behind us that now brand is in the hearts and minds of the marketplace, and you have to go out there and mine for that public opinion about you in order to tell how well you're doing. Very good. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know more traditional you know, the, the web analytics that's actually happening on your site. Uh, now, as you know, the, the topic of this show, landing page optimization, um, has to do with improving conversion rates through mission-critical parts of your site, uh, regardless of where somebody lands. So can you talk about some um, ways that you can use the data you collect and refine it into something actionable? In other words, how do you uncover problems or potential ideas for testing uh, by looking at your web analytics? Uh, you don't. Excellent question. You fell right into my trap. The biggest problem web analytics has is that it's fascinating, but it's not useful. Web analytics re- tools pump out all of these reports, and you go, oh, look, 27% of the people who went to this page went to that page, too. Isn't that interesting? Only 6% of the people who clicked from that banner ad ended up uh, putting anything in their shopping cart. Isn't that interesting? But so what? What's, what, what decision can you make? What action can you take based on that? So you do not look at the web analytics for some sort of wonderful insight and answers and direction. Instead, you look at what is it that people are doing on your website and, and how can you help them accomplish their goals. So let's talk about conversion for a second. And in fact, I want to make sure that this is really crystal clear right up front. Conversion is the event that you want 
people to do on your website. And I don't care if you're business-to-business or business-to-consumer. I don't care if it's a shopping cart or it's lead generation. Maybe all you want them to do is download the white paper. If they do, that's a conversion. So if you're Or, or even click from one page people, to another page on your site. A micro-conversion, absolutely. Exactly. So if your listeners, if there are any listeners that are that are business to business, this applies. You know, every time you hear the word conversion, don't think cash register, think lead generation. Okay. So with that said, um, I want to think about the process of capturing a lead or making a sale, and watching the path that somebody would normally go down on my website, page to page to page. So from the landing page to the product detail page to the warranty page to the whatever and finally to the conversion point, and measure how well the flow is going. This is, this is the classic funnel. And if we see that between page four and five, we're losing a whole bunch of people, ah, there's something wrong with page four, let's go play with it. Let's go change some things and see if we can get more people to get from page four to page five. Okay, so looking at the traditional kind of conversion funnel, if you have a linear flow of some kind, and looking at the drop-offs or, or percentage of people not going to the next step uh, will give you a real good sense of what's broken with your site. Exactly. That, that and the customer service side, listening to where people are complaining is really important because you, you can watch what they do, but you may not know whether it's good or not. And if you encourage people to tell you what's wrong, They'll be, they'll be thrilled. They'll be happy to tell you what's wrong. Everybody's a critic. But so accentuate the exactly negative where and look, look for problems. Where to look for problems and what to test. Now, okay, well, let, to... let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing that I want to uh, focus on is this notion of um, you know, looking, I mean, to, to me, uh, like you say, the, the raw data isn't very helpful. You have to turn it into something actionable. And I know that's a big theme in web analytics in general because you can get buried in the detail. But, you know, the, the two problems that I have with web analytics in its classical formulation as opposed to landing page optimization is, one, is that web analytics is always backward looking. You're looking at historical data. You're not proactively doing anything. Um, would you agree with that? Uh, no, I would say that's an application of the data. Um, if web analytics is capturing the data, and then we're doing analysis on that data. Well, your analysis can be what happened, or you can do predictive analysis. It's your choice. Okay, so there's a whole uh, field of predictive analysis which tries to help you shape what content you're going to show in real time in order to improve the experience. Yeah, so the first example was, where have the problems been in the past? And now I'm going to decide what tests to make to try to change that behavior in the future. So if people who are searching for a particular phrase tend to hit the landing page and run away, uh, the predictive analysis says that the next person who clicks, who searches for that is going to run away as well. Let's change the landing page. And let's predict, you know, let's, let's come up with an algorithm that says, here are the best three possible choices. The most likely uh, uh, positive outcome will be if you change this, this, or this. Now we've got a test. Okay, well, terrific. We're going to pause here to uh, pay for our fantastic show on Webmaster Radio. And uh, when we come back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, Jim is going to tell us uh, about why United Airlines is handing out silver cufflinks to people like him. (laughs) 
More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com? Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Welcome back. This is your host, Tim Ash, uh, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today, my guest is Jim Stern uh, from the Web Analytics Association and the eMetrics Marketing Optimization Summit. Uh, Jim, before the break, uh, I dropped a little hint. I said, United Airlines gave you silver cufflinks. Now, why would they do that? All of these airlines are losing money right now. Um, well, they're not losing money on me. Um, I hit uh, I hit a two million mile mark, and so they uh, their their thank you present was a pair of silver cufflinks. And okay, so let's see. That's about uh, eighty times around the globe. Is that about it's, right? It, it's enough that if I had done it all in one direction, I might have slowed down time. <laughs> you and Superman. Well, That's okay. Right. Now we know the the real person behind Superman. It's not Clark Kent. <laughs> It's super, Jim. Uh, well, if only, if only. <laughs> so, Jim, let's continue our conversation about uh, finding problems with your website and fixing them w- w- by you know, getting ideas from what you're seeing in your web analytics data. You mentioned the customer service aspect. And I've always thought that the customer service folks in a company were definitely underrated. They're kind of eating crap all day long, and we think of them mm-hmm. as a cost center. But can you talk about some ways that customer service folks can help surface problems with your website? Well, there are, there are three groups in your company that actually talk to customers. You've got salespeople, and they report back, um, and they will tell the product development people that the product needs new features because the last guy they just spoke with said he wanted that new feature. And that's <laughs> Feature a, creep. Know, not terribly scientific. 
The next group is your customer service people who take the complaints all day, and they know how your customers feel. They know how many of them are having the same kinds of problems. They know uh, the trending in problems, whether they come and go. They, they know whether people are asking questions comparing you to specific competitors. And the third group is the, your website, because your website is the front line face-to-face with customers. So if we can bring these three pieces of customer-facing data sets together, if we can, <clears throat> if we can watch what's happening on there are ad, online advertising and, and it's bringing people into the web, and we're watching their behavior on the website, and we match that data up with what's happening in the call center. So the call center, we've got two different areas. One is just questions and problems with the company and the services and the products, but the other is questions about the website. Web people always forget that if there's a problem on the website, folks pick up the phone and call the call center. That makes the call center a huge compendium of extremely valuable data about what is it that people can't find. It's the, you know, what's the frequently asked question? I came looking for your phone number and I couldn't find it. So I want right. to take that data and then finally... If it's a if it's a business to business direct sales environment, I want to take the Salesforce automation uh, pipeline information and bring that all together. And now I've got something that's beginning to look like well, what we used to lovingly call customer relationship management, but is is simply good marketing uh, from so, my perspective. Uh, I, I, Jim, you, you, it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about would apply to uh, larger companies and enterprises, and I know that's where you do a lot of your work and consulting. Um, but to just to kind of bring this down to the little guys, I think that if you took your customer service reps and you asked them, hey, here are some big buckets, broad buckets of problems that people call in with. Just put it in the bucket. Is it they can't check out? Is it they want information on delivery terms? Is it that they want to do a product return? Whatever those broad categories are, I think even a course, you know, just checking things off on a on a checklist uh, can provide a lot of that information. So you don't have to have a whole CRM system or a big complicated initiative to take advantage of your customer service people, right? Absolutely. My my favorite CRM system is a yellow pad of paper that you put down next to whoever's answering the phone and you say, what are the frequently asked questions? And, th- and after two weeks, they know because they get the same questions every day. And what are the most frequently reported problems? Well, they know because they hear them all the time. And they can be incredibly valuable pointers to what you should go fix, what you should test, what you should be measuring. Okay, um, that, that's very helpful. And now I want to focus on kind of my second major issue with, again, web analytics tr- as it's traditionally defined and landing page optimization. And that is it, when you're talking about web analytics, you can only tell what's actually happening on your site. And, uh, for example, if you have a, a four-page checkout process, you only know about how well that works and the fall-off in your in each step of the process, what you don't know and can't know is what happened if you went to a, a three-step or a two-step checkout process. Is it better to chunk the data, break it up into little parts, and and have people move through it? So um, the the power of landing page testing is there still has to be somebody really smart to come up with alternatives to what you think is broken, because web analytics can't help you with that. 
Well, landing page testing is um, it, it, it's the reason that web analytics has any value at all. Um, <laughs> I'm okay, going to okay, you know, okay, tell web me analytics. More. Web analytics is about is numbers. It, it measures stuff. But unless I'm testing, unless I'm trying this page versus that page, or this four-part sequence versus that three-part sequence, the numbers are just numbers. I'm six feet tall. So what? Well, in a room full of fourth graders, I'm the biggest guy in the room. In a room full of, of basketball players, I'm the shortest guy in the room. So, right, so, so there's got to be something to compare it to. And landing page optimization is, is the, the first step into website optimization. And web analytics is the tool that I use to help me optimize. So, um, yeah, and I, and I just also want to say for for our listeners that I think that some people labor under the, the delusion that landing page optimization is just what happens on the landing page. And I think uh, when you talk about website optimization, we're really saying the same thing, that between where somebody lands on the site and whatever mission-critical outcome you want them to achieve, there's some set of pages, and everything in that path is fair game for rearranging and landing page optimization. Exactly. So it's not just it's not just the one page that they land on. It's everything to the conversion point. Yes, and that's and that's you know it's it's about if you if you want to really put a label on it, it's about optimizing customer experience, which is all the way from the advertisement, the search term, the mention on the blog, the the tweet, all the way to the conversion point. And then, and then thereafter, because we want to know the the lifetime value of that customer. And if I can right. figure, out, if I can match up the lifetime value of a customer all the way back to how I acquired that customer, I can optimize my entire marketing. And this is this is, you know, landing page optimization is, is by name is very focused on did they go from the banner or the search term to the landing page to the next thing. No, no, no. Did they go on? Did that landing page turn that person into a valuable customer? That's that's the whole ball of wax. That's where what what you do for a living and your your landing page optimization book are are fundamental to understanding why web analytics has any value. So, um, to, I wrote a column once about why web analytics doesn't really have a. A place at the table, at least at the, in the, in the upper management levels, and, and the conclusion I came to, and that I think echoes some of what you said, is that they don't really speak the proactive language of money. Of let's make this business more money. A lot of analysts get stuck looking at at the data, and and they can't really translate that into this language of okay, here's a problem, and to make that leap of okay, here's what you need to do to uh, to test it and come up with a better alternative. Would you say yes, that's exactly. fair, or is I mean, that that's, too that's harsh? That's why the eMetrics Summit, which was formerly called the eMetrics Summit, the Web Analytics Conference, several years ago got its name changed to the eMetrics Marketing Optimization Summit. Because senior managers want to optimize their marketing, but this web analytics stuff—that's uh, that's something that techies and geeks do to make sure the server is still running, right? Right. So I guess the biggest problem is is uh, way back in the day we gave it we gave it a bad name. We should have just called it customer experience optimization, and we would have been done. 
I, I agree. Yeah, business improvement optimization. Um, let's get all the buzzwords in, in one multi-letter sure, acronym. Job. I think we'll be all set. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Tim Ash with my show Landing Page Optimization. And um, we're going to come back with Jim Stern and talk about a couple of other interesting topics, segmentation and personalization. More LPO Landing Page Optimization in just a moment. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the Code of Ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Tim Ash or Landing Page Optimization, LPO. And my guest this week is Jim Stern, uh, as I mentioned, a luminary in our field and uh, one heck of a nice guy to boot, which is a rare combination. Well, aw, uh, Thank you. And luminary, <laughs> does that mean I have to carry the big flashlight? No, as, as I always say, that's probably why your mom called you Sonny. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. Bad puns in the morning. So I wanted to touch on a couple of other topics that, that seem to be very germane to kind of this crossover of where web analytics meets landing page optimization. The first is segmentation. How important is it to break down uh, the visitors to your site uh, by traffic source or, or geography or time of day or other things you know about them in a kind of objective upfront basis? Um, overwhelmingly important. Dramatically important, tremendously important. If, <laughs> if everybody does not do the same thing, 
And even if you only, and I've seen this in case study after case study, even if the only thing you do is divide by gender, or if the only thing you do is divide by referral source, or the only thing you do is divide by time of day or day of week, and send a different message to those different segments, you will increase your conversion. It's, it's just, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. We've proven it at this point. So yeah. if you can segment better, and, and, and I don't care how, it really doesn't matter, what we're going to do is look at what all those people who were successful, who converted, they bought the product, they signed up for the newsletter, they downloaded the white paper, whatever it was. Look at those people and find out what they have in common, and that creates a segment. And did they all come from a common place? Spend more money getting those kind of people to show up. And if the other segment of people who look at a couple of pages and leave, if you're spending money on search terms or you're spending money on advertising that brings those kind of people in, stop it, and you will immediately improve conversion and, and return on investment. Uh, terrific, uh, and uh, you know that kind of leads into the notion of personalizing the content. I know that a lot of content management systems, for instance, the the on dialog landing page creation software, lets you pull in parameters off the incoming URL and then personalize the information on the page. And of course, there are sophisticated uh, systems like Interwoven and and so on that'll also allow you to personalized information. Um, what have you seen in terms of the results of that kind of personalization once well, you segment it? Is the, it it's actually segmentation, again, only down to a finer level. So I am going to personalize based on a number of, of attributes. You came from a certain referral. Your screen size is X. Your browser is Y. You're at this time of day. Whatever those elements are, and I'm going to use that to say, well, gee, other people who came in who had those attributes responded better to this offer than that offer. Therefore, we're going to give you this offer. And that's, that concept so it, has been around for decades. I mean, it's, it's right, a, so would well, it be okay, fair to say decades, that the only ability... Years. I'm sorry, Jim, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it's, it's been around a long time to, that says... When somebody shows up, if you get enough information about them that you can recognize them as being a potential buyer, then are they type A or type B? Type A responds to free shipping. Type B responds to 10% off. Whichever one they are, give them that offer. And this is, this is basic segmentation. But the more data you collect, it eventually becomes personalization. Okay, so it's really what I hear you saying is it's a continuum. You can start with this amorphous mass of people on which you can collect large-scale statistics and do large-scale testing. Then you can segment those folks in various ways. And then eventually, you know, based on their actual behavior on the site um, or other business rules or triggers, you can actually personalize it down to the individual level. We get all the way down to the point where they actually log in and we do know who they are as individuals, and we do, you know, we have, we, you have the, the conversation, if you will, about how would you like the website to look, what, what are your favorite things, oh, we've got recommendations for you. Um, and, right, so and, yes, companies like uh, Certona that are doing personalization engines, uh, you know, play a big part in that space. And also my friend Olivier Shane, who's uh, 
it runs Magnify 360. His company actually watches what a visitor does when they get to a landing page and based on their actions, start showing them different content almost immediately. Going to become standard operating procedure. We're seeing other tools come out that, um, that are free. You know, there's, there's the, all the way from the Google Optimizer, which does multivariate testing, uh, down to, I just came across a new one called BT Buckets, Behavioral Targeting Buckets. And it's a free tool that lets you segment by behavior, and it ties right into your Google Analytics. This is going to be the stuff that, that the rest of us are going to eventually be using by default. And right now, it's, it's the leaders, it's the, the early adopters. So if, if somebody among your listeners is debating whether this is a good idea, it's absolutely a good idea, and right now, you get to take advantage of it because your competitors aren't doing it yet, but I guarantee they will be. Yeah, so it's uh, you have to run faster just to stand still. Well, it sounds like if we can uh, kind of wrap this up on, uh, on some high-level uh, high themes, it, it sounds like uh, the key to web analytics and doing it effectively is collecting information on your current state of the state and then proactively coming up with new alternatives and comparing them against what you currently have. And then uh, I would say the second one that we've been talking about is that personalization and segmentation. The more I feel that the experience on your website is designed just for me and that you've been waiting your whole existence for me to show up on this landing page, the more likely I am to do something. That, and I, I would throw two more things in there. One would be uh, to go to eMetrics.org to find out when the next eMetrics Marketing Optimization Summit is. And number four, get a hold of Tim Ash because he can help you specifically improve your website. Well, that's that's very kind of you, Jim. And uh, eMetrics uh, is coming up here first week of May, May 4th through 7th in San Jose, California. I'll also be doing a full-day landing page optimization workshop on May 8th on the tail end of that. That's a separate training day. We hope to see you all there. And again, Jim, it's been a pleasure as always and look forward to having you back in the future. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure for me too. Uh, this is your host, Tim Ash for Landing Page Optimization, LPO. Come back next week with more thought-provoking interviews and tips and tricks on how to improve your conversion rate.